Yo, this is Chaos with the Blacklisted Podcast. And if you like, you can follow us on Facebook at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Blacklisted Pod. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to blacklistedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would be so kind to rate and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you steal your free podcast. Fade to Black. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, the host of the Random Rams with Rob podcast, and you're now listening to the Blacklisted Podcast. Greetings, true believers. Greetings, Stan true believers. Lee here, welcoming Lee you here. to the latest welcoming harrowing adventure. Ten, eight, Leading the fight, one man fate has made indestructible. His name, Dubious. Black. Listed. This is not a test. This is your emergency podcast system announcing the commencement of the annual Fade the Black, sanctioned by Blacklisted Podcast. Commencing at the siren, there will be no holds barred. Anything and everything will go down. And now, here is your blacklisted true list. Check it out for those that know me. Welcome to welcome back. Real slick beside the others. Straight up and down. Yeah, you know what I'm about. Fade the black. again and this time we're bringing you our sort of run through slash thoughts on the money in the bank podcast i mean money in the bank pay-per-view that just happened this past, the, it, 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 a couple days ago yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> so uh well at least for me i only saw the main Stuff. So if you actually saw any of the pre-show stuff, if you want to talk about it now, uh, we can discuss. I, I, I did not because um, how this went down for me, as we discussed a couple moments ago before um, you did the intro and I had no clue that we were not recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am physically building my own office slash studio and all that other stuff. So I was in the weeds of doing that and getting into it and everything. And I just so happened to come in the house and I look up at the clock. I was like, it's six o'clock. I feel like something is going on right now. And I check my Twitter. I was like, oh shit, the money in the bank. And, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I picked up on the uh, the Fatal 4-Way for the tag team titles. And um, the, the, the reason I remember is because uh, Nubia's Black 
uh, one of my uh, co-hosts, he was like, yeah, um, I might need to borrow your network. I was like, for what? He's like, to see this train wreck of money in the bank tonight. I was like, that's tonight? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, um, you can go ahead and use it. I guess I'll catch it later because I'll probably want to watch it. And I think maybe I'll hook up with uh, Remnant Rob to see if we can do another one. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. I, and I think I eventually got to start watching it. Like, I didn't watch it. I started watching it around 8 o'clock Monday. So I didn't see really any of Raw at that time. And then I finished it today. And then I... So... Yeah, so when I did it, I came right. I went straight into the the Fatal Four Away with the tag titles, but even with that, I was busy trying to run around and get stuff like that done. I was like, well, I at least can get the gist of stuff. <laughs> so yes, the tag team match. It was the Fatal Four Away. It was of course New Day, the tag team champions, Kofi and Biggie. Uh, I'm guessing Xavier's home still licking his wounds, whatever wound that was. It's been so long, I can't remember what it was this time. He tore his Achilles. Oh, that's right. I knew it was a leg injury. I just can't remember what specific mm-hmm. part of the leg. Uh, well, talking but, about the New Day, their current attire um, is a paint by numbers. So when they first wore them, it was all white. And, you know, over time, they started to color it in. Yeah. The way you get colors on your uh, ring attire is by however many matches you got. So Big E's and freaking um, Kobe's is damn near fully colored, if it isn't already. And uh, Xavier's is uh, completely white because he's been home <laughs> not doing shit. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's been doing up, up, down, down, and all that other stuff. So. Uh, and also, it was the Lucha House Party. Now, I. Uh, Again, both as we both said it, with the current state of the way things is now with quarantines and but some of us still having to go back and forth to work. I I've been like skipping stuff and missing stuff here and there. Uh, are we missing now a member of the Lucha House Party? Because the only people that came out was Grandma Elite and Lince Dorado. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Is he injured? Or was he? Uh, who knows? He might not have been able to make it to where you know everything's going on. Because I mean, they got some people that are not there just because they're in an area to where the quarantine is high still, or yeah. in another country, and that's what I'm saying. So being that, I don't know where these people exactly, where a lot of them exactly live. Uh, it's possible that he could be out of the country and can't come back in. Yeah. Or. Who knows? Or maybe he's injured, and and then uh, so you had Granny Malik and Lisa Dorado representing the Lucha House Party. Then you got Miz and Morrison, and also the Forgotten Sons. Uh, yeah, which I almost forgot about, <laughs> but it was uh, Jackson Riker, Steve Cutler, and Wesley Wood. <laughs> you get the horns for your puns. <laughs> And so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, for this one, I will need some notes, because like I say, I was back and forth uh, mm-hmm. with this match, but uh, yeah, I do remember seeing when uh, Lucha House Party came down, uh, 
New Day was sort of dancing along with them. Yes. And then I uh, had to hit a bathroom break. And then I got thirsty, so then I went downstairs to get a drink. I think I started some food, and I think by the time I came back up, the <laughs> I basically saw um Biggie pinning. <laughs> Uh, Grand Metalik, and that was it. I say so. The match it was gone longer than I thought, or the match was quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I jumped in, the match was it was hitting heavy and whatnot. So I don't know how much of it I missed. I missed the intros and everything because I was like, oh shit, money in the bank. So I turned it on, and from what I saw, it could have been anybody's game here, man. You know, everybody performed outstandingly. And especially, uh, I think the standouts out of the whole thing was uh, the Lutcher House Party, Grand Metal Leak and uh, Lince Dorado. They, I, I talked about this before because we also did um, a uh, freaking recap and a preview of Money in the Bank on uh, Wrestling is Trash, a, a side project that I do from the Random Rounds with Rob, which is not consistent, it's just sporadic as we feel like it. But, um, we get caught up in what WWE perceives these characters. You know, everybody in WWE is great. Otherwise, they would not be there. You know, they go around, they snatch up everybody that has a, even a sliver of cha- talent so they can kind of mold them in the WWE image. Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado are of that, you know, thing. You know, they were good. So WWE signed them. But the gimmick that WWE gave them, you know, does not allow them to showcase their talent and their skills. Yeah. We got them signed, you know. So when you see the Lucha House Party, all you know is Lucha, Lucha, and fucking pinatas and noisemakers and all this other bullshit. Yeah, they they, they needed another, uh, let's just say, to, the, to their liking, uh, a Latin American group to to please that demographic of fans. Yeah. Uh, at the time, because I don't think, uh, if I remember correctly, when they got him, Ray didn't sign back yet. Mm-hmm. So they, it came along with um, the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. So. But like I was saying, <clears throat> these guys are very talented. I haven't seen much of them outside of WWE. I, I've got to know them because of WWE. And what I've seen was mediocre at best. But this match for them was outstanding. You got to see more of Grand Metalik and his uh, skill set. You got to see more athleticism from, let's say, Dorado. And I thought it was awesome. They could have won the match, and I would not have been upset. Uh, Forgotten Sons. You got three-man group. One that has yet to wrestle in uh, Jackson Riker. Jackson. Uh, J- Jason Riker, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, I Jackson Riker. As Gunner from TNA. I was, I was just about to say that. All I knew him, all I remember him from was uh, Gunner from TNA. And also, he was in that um, movie with Jason Bateman called um, Game Night. He yeah. was one of the he was the one of the henchmen for Dexter. <laughs> and um, and I I like to, I give the um, bias to the Forgotten Sons as well because two of the three in the group are former Marines or well I won't say former Marines, uh, former active duty Marines. So in that um, Cutler and um, Riker. Yeah, Jackson Riker was a former military, and so was uh, Steve Cutler. Yeah, so I, I have a bias toward them anyway because they're from the branch that I serve. And um, they performed very well. And then they, you know, 
they have tenure in the professional wrestling, but in the system of WWE, um, they have uh, freaking Blake from Blake and Murphy fame. Yeah. And he is that the veteran. He's been there for a while, and, he, you know, he adds, you know, whether you see that or not, something to that group. And then Miz and Morrison was Miz and Morrison. You can't. Yeah. They, they did well. New Day did well as as they always do. And actually, if I remember correctly, uh, under either under that name or under a different name, no. Yeah, actually, Steve Cutler is also a product of Monster Factory, so. Yeah, a quote-unquote famous wrestling school here in the beautiful state of New Jersey. Uh, but, yeah, so as far as the pedigree and everything else, it is there. But um, also, as far as with the um, Lucha House Party, they also had a lot of big bases to do all their moves and stuff off of. Exactly. That is a good point. And you can't get much of a bigger base than Biggie. Yeah, it's bigger than his name. <laughs> <laughs> and the other part is E, and he has no last name anymore. Exactly. But uh, at the, like I said, when I came back, I saw at the end of the match, it was Biggie pinning Grand Man Elite. So, as we see, the uh, New Day it still retains the tag team champions. Yep, eight time tag champions. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing. Who is it? I'm trying to think who they trying to catch up to or try to well, beat. I, I forget who has it for the number. Oh, I, I, uh, I think the Dudley Boys. Yeah, I think uh, if you go across all of their wrestling places, uh, ECW, WCW. WWF and I think even New Japan, they might have had like twenty three. Yeah, but I, I'm just talking specifically the WWE. I believe I can very wrong. I might, we just had a conversation. I don't know if you started recording yet about how our memory is working. It wasn't very well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Uh... And um, I know they edged out Demolition for the longest reigning tag team champion in WWE. Yeah, uh, according to the to WWE's math and stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> they are the at the one time the longest reigning until they got beat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's see. And then uh, and up next there was a couple of backstage segments and so on and so forth. Oh, and and, and another one. Well, to, to bring it up. Okay, I won't skip over this since. It is another fellow Marine Corps member. Mm-hmm. And Lacey Evans, she does a, a promo about being made by the United States and is part of the US, United States Marine Corps. <clears throat> she was ready. Yes. So, also, so right now, the uh, just within the first couple minutes of the show, you have three serving, or at least at one point in time, Serving members members of the U.S. Marine Corps, so that should give you a yeah. a, a, a smile on your face. Yeah, yeah, more more, more bias toward her and what. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. 
I, I would because you know what we we talked about as well that she throws the hell out of that uh, woman's right. She 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 throw that punch very well. Yeah, and then um, uh, one thing I did see. Well, to just to run a real quick thing as far as for I don't want to say nonsensical booking or how they do things, but one thing I did see for the I didn't see it. I just saw the reports of it. Um, Jeff Hardy fought in a, a during the pre-show. He fought um, Cesaro. Yes, but which I've seen nothing of. <laughs> no, no, neither did I. But the, what I mean, as far as for nonsensical booking or everything, they've been teasing Jeff Hardy and Sheamus for the past couple of weeks, as far as I've seen. So unless they're saving it for something else, how did it wind up being Jeff Hardy and Cesaro and not Jeff Hardy and Sheamus? <laughs> I have no idea, man. Don't, don't give me. No, 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 I was, I was just bringing it up real quick of, of like, say, nonsensical booking. Well, again, like, okay, let's say these are odd, unusual times. But also, if some of this stuff is filmed at an earlier date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to, to kind of backtrack as well. The uh, New Day beat out Demolition for longest reigning tag team champion at 483 days. Previous record was 475 days. Um, they have edged, they are tied with the Dudley Boys who have eight ranks, which the New Day currently have eight ranks. Um, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, all right. So in that case, now, so now they have to, to lose them again and win them one more time to beat you know, I think the um, the Usos is right behind them as well. I think they have what seven, six or seven. Don't give me the line again. Oh, <laughs> neither do I. That's what that's what have uh, that's what have Google to actually try to remember how many title rings they've had. Uh, oh, there you go. Because uh, <laughs> again, like we were stating. Certain times, uh, if you if you bring something up, oh yeah, I remember that. But don't my brain trying to remember it without, without a yeah, an A of reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, without an A of reference. Uh, let's see. Yeah, but six-time um, tag team champions are the Usos, so they're right behind New Day. Word. So, uh, with the Jeff Hardy thing, with we we had this conversation once again. Not, Bring it up for anything you think or nothing. Um, Jeff Hardy should have came back by himself and had at least a major uh, heavyweight title uh, freaking opportunity from a storyline program or even a heavyweight title championship run. That's just my thoughts. Because everybody know Matt is good at what Matt does and that's not too much of nothing. And he can kiss my ass. And be where he be, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, he was he 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 was the uh, the a gimmick, where Jeff was the daredevil as the the worker who liked to throw himself off of stuff, and that's most of the time how I described him. Because <laughs> if anything, Matt Matt was funny and Eddie. Alright, let's see. What is the uh, 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 
Now, it's just funny. I said, what's up next? And <laughs> what's up next was our truth And that was not a pun. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't going to hit the horns on you. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, I said, yeah, what was up next? And the first thing I said, yeah, it was our truth versus MVP. Mm -hmm. Soda. Bomb ass Black Panther. Outfit. Yeah, because I think he had that when he came back for a Royal Rumble. Which I lost my shit because MVP is my favorite United States champion ever. Yeah, hey. And so, but also at the same time, I thought I remembered him saying something about he wrestled his last match. Yeah, which, um, we had which... the conversation last night, me and my wife, because um, <laughs> she seen MVP on uh, Monday Night Raw wrestling. <laughs> and um, But technically he didn't wrestle... Yeah. That this night. Mm -hmm. Uh but uh yeah, he still got Archie's doing his stuff. Although for his gimmick, it works of him still thinking he hears the crowd. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. So yeah, so when he's like, WWE Universe, what's up? Make some noise and he's acting like they're doing it. For his character, it works. Mm -hmm. I'm a fine with it. Then MVP comes down, he does everything, he's about to do his thing, and then R2 tries to join him. Sort of like how New Day was dancing along with Lucha House Party, R2 tried to join in on MVP, then they started getting into it. The banter was, yo dog, I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> yeah. Let me help you, help me, help you, help me, help you. <laughs> or whatever. So then all of a sudden... As they were about to fight, Bobby Lashley's music hits, mm -hmm. and now it's a, and now it's a match between R Truth and Bobby Lashley. But uh, to to get some of the humor out, if you want to put it that way, Bobby Lashley comes down, tells MVP, take the night off. He's got this. R Truth's now saying, "All right, I gotta go too. I'll take the night off." He said, "Wait, why are you why are you letting MVP take the night off? I want too." So, uh, that's what calls for humor. But also, I'm guessing lately, MVP hasn't been mentoring Bobby Lashley. But the thing about it is, is my brain still remembers the whole TNA run. Yeah, the beatdown clan. With a beatdown clan where... Weren't they basically feuding and trying to beat down Bobby Lashley? So, yeah, my, my, my brain goes there, so... It came to the point to where, like, um, I guess Bobby had all the success. He was a uh, TNA champion um, in that group or whatever, and I think MVP and the rest of the cohorts were getting jealous. So yeah. they kind of had the cool to get him out. <laughs> Man, so uh, basically it was what it was. It was uh, Bobby Lashley pretty much dominate R-Truth. And if you want to hit the horns, that is what is up. Because that's that's pretty much all it was was Lashley beating up R Truth yeah. in the match. And, and you see the um, the post match uh, conversation R Truth had. Oh yeah, no, the the the, uh, the post match. Yeah, after, after he beat up by Lashley, but um, he got interviewed back and used like. Man, I beat, 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 you know, it was a good match and everything. He lost a lot of weight. I just, you know, he's a oh. person. 
Oh, yeah, that, that, uh, that, I, I guess I probably just really didn't pay much attention to it, because I was sitting in here, and then, uh... It was just in the background. Yeah, it was, it was in the background. Even though it was in front of my face, it was still in the background, because I was on the computer trying to check out other stuff. And then, um, a promo of some guy came on that, again, it, it just started droning on, and it's in the background, and I didn't care. And then, up next, is uh Sasha Banks and Bailey they were walking around talking. Then it's the SmackDown women's tag team title match between Bailey and nobody's Mina than Tamina. Mm-hmm. Which uh everybody ranted and raved that this was a good Tamina match, which I say because she didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, uh but I'm sitting there, but uh, but like again, my brain remembers stuff, and I actually when uh, believe it was Michael Cole that said Bailey has never faced anybody as strong as Tamina, and my brain goes, but she fought Nia Jax, who is supposedly stronger than Tamina. Yes. <laughs> History. Yeah. yeah, it's like that 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 thing, but um. So it's it, it was a good match for what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't expect Tamina to win. No, nobody did. <laughs> they wanted to. They would talk about it online that they would wouldn't mind it, but we knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and it wasn't really as much of interference from Sasha, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, uh. To steal a line from a YouTuber that I listened to, Bailey won with the most dangerous move ever in wrestling of all time, a surprise roll-up. Mm-hmm. And then one, two, three. <laughs> you get hot with a roll-up. She beats Tamina. And then, of course, the aftermatch, when Tamina about the Samoan drop, uh, Bailey, then Sasha comes in, tackles her, Hits her in the knee and I think breaks her heel yeah. in the process because that's what it sounds like she do. You can make me break a heel by mm-hmm. kneeing her in the face. Exactly. I mean, you, them shoes ain't made for the um, all that them shenanigans, you know. And, and in the ring. So, so uh, yeah. Uh, you know, side note: Sasha looking fine as hell. Oh yeah, and um, and uh, Bailey still the Bailey both ones, what I call it. Oh hey, hey. Mm-hmm. but basically put it this way: uh, all three, or I guess all four, technically, if you want to call. It, I think her name is Jessica Carr, the referee. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all, all four of them can pin me anytime. Oh yes. Just, and, uh, and, but as far as for Tamina, just take it a little easy on me, because she a mama, she know how to hit. <laughs> yeah. As Big E would formally say, uh, three ain't enough, I need five. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. Uh, up next, it's uh, the Universal Championship match between former family members. Uh, now, uh, Firehouse Bray Wyatt versus yeah. 
Firehouse, fire, fire, little fry, funhouse. The the firehouse subhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, hey. They make some good sandwiches, I guess. Yes, they do. And I, 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 I talked myself into it just now. I was like, man, my mouth started watering and shit. I need a fucking ladder or some shit. <laughs> Bray Wyatt versus the former black sheep, now current monster. Braun Strowman, and uh, I guess that their their their, their whole quick build up was, I taught you everything you knew, you were you, you you were my minion, then you left, now I want you back. Now, this, you know, compared to everything on the card, this was a story rather yeah. than a match, and I thoroughly enjoyed it and everything because you know it gave another dimension to Braun in a way. To where not just a big, scary, you know, loud noise, big pushy thingy over a motherfucker, you know. They, they gave him a little bit of uh, wit, intellect, if you will. You know, he's a big, smart monster. And yeah. uh, he used that to his advantage against Bray Wyatt, who we know from story and, you know, what we've been presented with to have some bit of a mental instability. And he used that against him to win. Yeah. And, uh, but the the only the, I guess he still did it correctly as far as to destroy the mask. I said also at the time at the same time I don't know what the mask was made of. But at one point for myself I was hoping as he's looking at Bray he just grabs the eye holes and rips the mask in half instead of just pulling it up and stomping on it. It almost would be to lead to me at least is more a little bit more symbolic than just stepping on it. He's basically ripping off. His old face, so to speak, and this is the one that the only one that you're ever going to see again. But yeah, it's basically he basically played mind games on the if you want to call him quote unquote master of mind games mm-hmm. himself. Then uh, when he pinned him, said mm-hmm. uh, he no longer owns me. But did you see like the last two seconds on screen? All of a sudden. Uh, it was flashing the fiend's face. Of course. You know, and that's why I was saying this was a story. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So I'm guessing up next is going to be the fiend. I, I believe it's potential for down the road. I yeah, not not, not immediately. Mm-hmm. Because if they want to keep the title on Braun for a while, there's no need to feed the fiend who was supposed to be a big bad even though Braun is Braun, mm-hmm. uh, coming off of back-to-back losses like that, because the last time the Fiend had a match, wasn't it against Goldberg? Yes, and that's how he dropped the title. And that's how you got the match with John Cena at quote-unquote WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, and that's also how Braun wound up with the title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Yeah, so yeah, so somewhere down the line, I guess, I guess when it gets back to where fans are actually allowed in the crowd and all this other stuff, and months down the line, but yeah, although some people might actually forget. Well, I mean, if they do it correctly, and you know, um, you know, they have a tendency to do uh, wrong things a lot. Yeah. 
they did this correctly, and you know how we just talked about how this was a story rather than a match and whatnot. Whenever you gave your thoughts, you know, critiques of this uh, story, you didn't talk about any of the match elements. You talked about the story that was presented to us. So if they do it correctly, they can um, start weaving those little things in because you know how they you know stuff with the little puppets, Braun walking around backstage. The puppets can be looming in the background because they've done that before. Yeah. Um. You know they can have the fiend up in the rafter somewhere, a la Sting style and whatnot. You know, just kind of watching them, not interacting, just watching. You know, um, doing the stuff with the camera tricks and everything like they've been doing in the past. You know how they'll just be talking and doing commentary as normal, then the fiend would flash across the screen real quick. They can only do that for Braun matches or when Braun have an interview or something like that. They can just play with so much. And I think with the state of uh, professional wrestling as a whole and as um, a world, a society, a, a country, you know, this lends more to, you know, what more people are doing is watching TV rather than sports because sports is not a thing because of the quarantine. So if you're giving compelling story and everything, more people are prone to see how the story plays out rather than a one or two off match and shit. So, if they do it right, yeah, for the story. If they just kind of piss it off, like you said, people will forget and not give a fuck when they do something later. And again, it's mainly the story that was interesting because besides that, it was a, I don't want to say it that way, but it was a typical Bray slash Braun type of match where Braun ran around, did his big power moves and Bray was being himself. Mm-hmm. So you if you seen either of their matches, that's what you're seeing. It was more or less with this one the story that was more intriguing than the actual physical itself. Exactly. Shenanigans. Yeah. The shenanigans. And then um yeah well so then of course now you got your Smackdown hacker a la GTV 2.0. Now, you think they're going to swerve us because, you know, the light pattern or whatever is kind of the same as Mustafa Ali's hand little cannon thing and his chest plate on his gear and attire. So a lot of people are speculating that's who that is, Mustafa Ali, because he's been gone for so long. Because I think he was injured before the pandemic. So he was out or whatever the fuck was going on. But a lot of people think it was him. Because it's simpler to, you know, his trademarks. Yeah, and... and now, a lot of people, you know, some motherfuckers on the internet thinking it's heat pump. No, 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 that is the last, that's the last person I would ever think it would be. Uh, and and the only people, are, only reason people are saying that is, it, is saying that is because, of, well, he's part of WWE backstage. They say, yeah, but his contract is with Fox. Yes. Not with WWE, and he's not even there all the time. Exactly. Now, hey, I, 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 I won't say never say never because hell has frozen over a couple times before in WWE with yep. Hogan and Bischoff and Brett and so on and so forth. So it has happened, but until it happens, I'm not gonna say it's gonna happen. I, I think it's only a matter of time. You know what I mean? He will come back. It's just a matter of when. And then, of course, next you have the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins, 
Well, I'm guessing being that, that he's now a face, would you still call Drew McIntyre a Scottish psychopath? Yes. Just because you have good intentions don't make you, you know, no less crazy than what you already was. <laughs> well, but you know how sometimes they want to prefer their their, their baby faces uh, as as with 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 happier phrases. But yeah, yeah. so uh, but and hey, Drew. I mean, see, then this is the one thing that I I I liked because this is one thing that I never did when I was working, where Drew put over Rollins saying, yes, he's that good. Yes, he has multiple champions. Yes, he's done this. Yes, he's done that. He's building them up, building them up, building them up. Mm-hmm. So, basically, if he gets beat by Rollins, well, yeah, he's that good to be able to beat him. Mm-hmm. Whereas, if he beats Rollins, I beat somebody who's that good. You know, it's, it's the Paul Heyman effect, how Paul Heyman always comes in and highly touts Brock Lesnar's opponent just to kind of tear him down in the end. So either way it go, you know, you have a credible opponent against Brock Lesnar, whether win or lose. Yeah, like I said, because that's the one thing I never liked about certain uh, certain guys. It's like, oh, look at my opponent. He's a bum. Oh, this, so that, and so on and so forth. He's not worthy, blah, 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 and just always talking to down about him. Now, if you beat him, you beat nobody. But if for some reason you get beat, unless that's the story, you got beat by nobody. Mm-hmm. I say so. Hey, 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 at least always put your opponent on your level, or sometimes even above. And that's pretty much what uh, Drew did during one of his promos. And like I say that that I did like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, as far as for the match was a match. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all I had to say about that. No, that's what I was gonna say. I say, uh, if you've seen a Seth Rollins match or Drew McIntyre's match, they um they pretty much the quote unquote they got their shit in. Yeah, and um, what I would say, um, I like how McIntyre delivers the claymore, not the um stupid stand in the corner three two one joint or whatever. It's just like how he strings it into a combo. Yeah, you know he'll dag on clothesline, come off the ropes, claim more out of nowhere. You know he almost is almost K of light. Because uh, and 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 see, I like it. Yes, but basically, yeah, to of not of of not tuning up the band, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, because that was one. Because for me, like if it's a it's a if it's a sudden move or impactful move or whatever, I've always liked a super kick. Because it can come out of nowhere and it looks devastating, except for when Michaels does it, which he's setting it up to where now it's not really a sudden move. And then, like I say, with the three, two, one with uh, McIntyre's, uh, no, I, I, that should be something that that devastating for somebody that big. It would be more impactful for it to be sort of like the RKO to come out of nowhere. Now, um, I enjoyed Brian's knee when he first started doing that. I thought that was the hottest shit ever until I seen Drew do the Claymore kick. I was like, that's way better than that goddamn knee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he makes it look great. And also, at the same time, the size of him, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's another thing too. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, the six motherfuckers doing shit like that. And and and, and it, it basically look. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I can take it, but um, the size of Brian, which if we're equal size or he's smaller than me, yeah, he's probably still could beat me up because he's trained. I think, but perspective, it doesn't look like it would hurt. And, and that's the problem that we run into. Like when Brian was doing the knee initially, he was working with people that can sell it pretty well. Yeah. Nowadays, when he's doing it, it's just like he's running real hard and running into people, and he bounce off of them kind of and fall on his ass. Yeah. Whereas follow through with the knee, he just kind of hit him and fall. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with McIntyre, and uh, it, it looks like he uh, uh, pretty much damn near take my head off. Yeah. <laughs> he's pushing through with yeah. the momentum. He's not hitting you and stopping. No, nah, he's, he's, he's going through you. You just happen to be in the way. Exactly. <laughs> and, as we were saying, with the Claymore, he beats Rollins 1, 2, 3. Mm-hmm. Now, this is also a, a bit of a, a twist mm-hmm. where McIntyre leaves Walks back in, sticks his hand out to Rollins. Rollins shakes it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a sportsmanship ending to a, if you want to call it contentious for their, what was it, three week to a month storyline? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird to where we get the follow up to the, you know, the next night on Monday Night Raw. But we'll get to that after we go into the Money in the Bank contest. Yeah, now this was the, I guess we're going to put it this way, the the main event, or the main reason why I actually wanted to watch the whole show because of course. it was different. And I'm guessing these days different is good as long as they do it correctly. And then it goes back to what we were saying about Braun and the storytelling of the match rather than the match itself. And uh, like I said, because even though um, you said you haven't watched it, uh, like I said, where minus is like the, my two memorable matches for WrestleMania were the Bray and Cena match and then the Boneyard match between Taker and AJ. Yeah, because they they were cinematic to the to a point, yeah. but they now, still had the rest of the fighting in it. Now let me let me give my caveat. Whatever you people probably want to know why I didn't see these things, you know, because we wasn't recording properly yet. Yeah. I am a boycott of the Undertaker as a in ring performer. I have nothing against the human being, the man, the guy they're doing documentaries on or whatever, you know, all that shit. But the Undertaker as the in-ring performer currently, not the past, you know, decades that he has wrestled. I'm talking about currently, you know, from WrestleMania, freaking when, when he faced Triple H in the uh, in the cell. That was 28, maybe. I'm horrible with this shit. Uh, but whenever he faced Triple H in the Hell in the Cell, they all walked in arm in arm. You know, it was the end of an era. Oh uh, yeah. Bullshit. From that Undertaker 
maybe a little bit. I gave him leeway till 30. And then when he lost to Brock Lesnar, from 30 on, fuck The Undertaker. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, 28 was when it was. But, um, as, as, as the performer, uh, when he laid his hat down in the ring with his coat and everything else, that's what really put the exclamation point on me saying fuck the Undertaker. I, I, to the point where is I'm I'm not really saying that, but I'm like okay. And then 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 sort of what did that mean? Then there's almost to the point like where to to bring back another WrestleMania and somebody else we brought up before with Shawn Michaels, where is the Ric Flair match? Now I suppose that was a wonderful send off and everything else, and then. He wrestled for another four or five fucking years after that. Yeah, in uh, TNA and all this other stuff. And then he come back and so on and so forth. But also, now, think about it. Again, Shawn Michaels, which I wasn't even bringing him up for the point. I was bringing up the Ric Flair part. But now, of course, Shawn Michaels was out even longer, and he came back. I'm not saying it's for a paycheck, but... It was for a paycheck. <laughs> and that's what brought him out of retirement, so... Mm-hmm. It, let me put this down for you as well. You know, people be like, oh, he's saying for the Undertaker, blah, blah, blah. This, this is just me speaking for myself and my opinion of The Undertaker as an in-ring performer current day. I have nothing against the man, you know, making his money to provide for himself and his family and to make a better life for him. Yeah. I have nothing against that at all. No. I write to boo and not like any of this shit because <laughs> I can't. I, I just it just gets on my motherfucking nerves. You, you're too fucking old. You're too fucking hurt. I mean, he's, you can hear some of these utterances that these grievances that I have come out of his mouth in oh. the current documentary that they're doing about him and whatnot. Yeah, and um, and technically, I don't, I don't think I, I really in, if you want to call it, uh, let's just say enjoy. I've watched, but as far as enjoyed, I said um, that match where he laid down his hat and coat, yeah. that was when he lost to Roman Reigns, right? WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. So then I haven't seen any of the Saudi Arabia matches that he was in. I used to watch it. I've never seen them either. Neither have I. Not even the even even as much of a, the controversy of between him and that uh, the the train wreck that was uh, him versus Goldberg. Didn't watch it either. I've I, seen clips. I, did, I, don't, I don't even remember seeing clips about it. I seen he got dumped on his fucking head by Goldberg, ran his fucking head into the turnbuckle post again. And see, and that was funny because I was actually listening to uh, a podcast earlier today. It was an old episode, but he was basically talking about how Goldberg was trash. Not the person, the wrestler, and then he's like, and also to bring apart my point, I just recently watched that Saudi Arabia show, and my case is made, and say to the point where even Goldberg was apologizing and so on and so forth. So, my point is, um, I'm guessing part of what I enjoyed about the Boneyard match was one again the theatrics. And you can hide his weaknesses. But also at the same time, who he was working with. And you can hide his weaknesses. Yeah. 
So that's why I enjoyed that match. But as far as just a regular straight wrestling match, I, I would have to say it was the, the last one when he uh, lost the reins. Yeah, that's I'm gonna take. That's what turned the whole thing around. It made me say "fuck you" for good, is because I thought that was it. So did so did I. You know, and you you know traditionally, if you have any affiliation with wrestling, I know you've t- taken your bumps and been on the roads and everything. I have had a minor in professional wrestling myself. You know, I've been trained and so on and so forth. Usually. When the boots come off and the gears left in the ring, yeah, that, that's your curtain call. When you that's when you leave your boots in the ring, that's your quote unquote end. Yeah, so, I mean they made a whole to do about the thing because you left all that shit in the ring. In the center of the ring, it, after the show was over, when they was tearing down the arena, the shit was still in the middle of the ring and had a spotlight on it. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, it that that damaged me to no end. Because, you know, here I go telling the story. I've been married to my wife going on 13 years. Well, yeah, well, 12, yeah, 13 years. Total, you know, been together that fucking long. You've been together for over a decade. Exactly. And so, so she don't get yeah, mad yeah. after you miss a year or two. <laughs> yeah, and she has never seen me over or be emotional over that. I've been seeing kids born. I've been on deployments. You know, I've been through some life trauma and, you know, been through marital issues or whatever. Not one tear shit. This motherfucker laid all this shit down, rang and went, descended down into that ramp with his fist in the air. And I was in that motherfucker tearing up and crying and shit. Yep. You know, because like... I wasn't was, crying if the air was just uh, bad in my room. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> that's what's in here. We didn't clean the ceiling fan and shit. <laughs> so, now, to me, because I mean... Professional wrestling has been a big part of my life growing up as a child and everything from discovering it and everything into being an avid fan to where I watched every weekend or recorded tapes and all kinds of stuff. As long as I've been a wrestling fan, The Undertaker has been part of it. And to see him leave, oh, for what I thought, you know, that hit me emotionally or whatever. I mean, it was the same thing, kind of what I equate to, you know, people being in the military for so long. And then they finally had to hang up the boots and, you know, ride on out. That's some emotional shit. And that's how it felt to me, you know. And it hit me a certain way. You know, I teared up, a little stream come down my face. My wife was looking at me, like, joking, ha ha, uh, you yeah, whatever. And then she's like, you are really fucking crying. I was like, what the fuck? Made me look like a bitch in front of my goddamn wife. Yeah. So that's why I'm, like, forever fucked the Undertaker, currently. <laughs> And all of that, we uh, come around to as far as we're like I said, with the whole different thing with the uh, this cinematic of the climb the corporate ladder money in the bank match, which again, like I said, it was different because the men and women's was taking place at the same time when in this venue was smart yeah. and, and also saved a lot of time. So I only have two grievances, and then we can continue on. I just want to air them out right now. Very beginning of the um, competition, you know, they they do entrances in the lobby for the females. You know, they say all their names. They're all in the lobby. For the men, they were in the gym, so they all announced they're all in the gym and whatnot. So you mean to tell me the stipulation with this one is they're going to start from the ground floor, and they're going to make their way to the roof. Somebody got to ascend the ladder get the briefcase, and they are declared the champions. So, 
All the women are there, except for Oscar. The music's playing, nobody can find her. But she is up on the second floor of the building, dancing on the balcony, and she decides to jump off onto the pile of women and then frantically try to run away and get to the elevator to go back up the fucking building where she was already a level ahead of them. Yeah. So the head start. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I guess that, well, as far as for sense, that didn't make any sense. But I'm guessing for her current character, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. at times, the, yeah, she's already outsmarted everybody by already being on the second floor. But I guess, uh, only because I'm trying to make excuses for my future ex-wife. Um, yeah. She wanted to. She wanted to damage all yeah, of her I, competitors. I, 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 I'll help you out with that. She she wanted to capacitate them to enough to where she had an easy way up for victory. Yes, I got correct. And then, uh, but then once she had them all laid out, she hit the elevator. And of course, I like the little the elevator cam when she's in the elevator, all dancing around that she got away. And then, of course, everybody runs. Uh, the, as far as for the women. They run for the steps. Now you in the gym. You Second got... grievance. Second grievance. <laughs> okay. They're in a, 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 a gym. They're in a facility where you can lift heavy things up and put them down. Yeah. And, and swollen and whatnot. So if you know anything about the gym, any of those plates that you're going to put on there, 45 pounds or higher, are pretty massive. Yeah. So if you're laying on the ground or if you're laying flat on the ground, you put the weights on the bar on the ground. <laughs> There's plenty enough clearance between the bar and the ground for you to successfully roll the thing over your body. Yeah, I I, I, I did see that, but the, the the first thing I saw was I was like um where uh the the one guy who who threw a weight at Ray yeah. Mysterio. Baron Corbin and the as of current, seems to like to do because they did it in the uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano matches at performance and they threw shit through the mirror. They did the same thing with Edge and Orton when they was fighting in the fucking gym. They threw things through a goddamn mirror. So this is their trope. This is their thing because I guess they got a stockpile full of motherfucking mirrors <laughs> in the goddamn warehouse somewhere. Yeah, but, but also at the same time, I guess you can sort of uh, catch up on my trope because I haven't, haven't yet to say his name. Because I have my bias against them. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so yeah. So as he Ray duck and hit the mirror, I was like, "Oh, what a shame! You have seven years bad luck. I guess you're going to lose the match." Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. But, <laughs> back but, to the weights. But yeah, so, back to the weights. Yeah, I get what you're talking about. Ground, somebody lose weights on your chest. You have plenty of clearance, top to bottom, to roll out from under them or roll the weights over you. Otis picked up a rack of weights and put it on AJ Styles' chest, and he obviously was leaning up against the bar. Leaning, and, yeah. And he was stuck under the goddamn weights and couldn't get out. And, and now, see, well, and hey, I, 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 I can't fault AJ. I mean, not, I'm not saying I'm not faulting him for that because I got too much respect for him. I say, mm-hmm. but I say, so I know eventually he was going to get out because plus at the same time I'm sitting there going, well, just roll the. If you can't roll it over your head, just push it down mm-hmm. over across your legs and say, I'm not, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that you 
probably didn't have any blue chew, and so there's nothing stopping you from rolling it down past your groin and all the past your legs. So, and speaking of blue chew, <laughs> go to bluechew.com and use promo code RANDOM. You can get your first order free. Only pay $5 shipping. And I, I set that up for you. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, so that I, I, I have fought with. But also, again, it's not fault, but the logic things at times. So once yeah. AJ finally got out of it, he's mad at Ray because mm-hmm. Ray didn't help him. I said, but why aren't you mad at Otis for putting them on you and going after him instead? Well, I mean, he was going to get his cup of, come up his own Otis anyway. He was going to whip his ass, but, I mean, Ray could have helped him. Well, so could any of the other three guys that he asked for help, but he just sort of singled out Ray. Hey, but if, if you're the last man in the room, you're going to be the first one to get in trouble. Well, hey, I'm I'm trying to win the match just like you are. Yeah. So if, if, if you're incapacitated, just like Oscar was trying to incapacitate other women, your future ex-wife. Yeah, uh, and, and it's only future ex-wife because uh, she it, it was uh, domestic abuse on my part. She, 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 she missed you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, I uh, believe her. She was hearkening back to one of her previous jobs as a, a dom. But um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, uh-huh. so yeah, so Otis was just incapacitating AJ. So I find no fault with fought with uh, Ray not trying to help him. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, out of this whole thing, I, I believe everything was placed and paced very well. I enjoyed the match as a whole. But my most favorite thing in this whole thing... Well, uh, are you, what, do you want to say some of the no, spots? I'm just, I'm just telling you my one favorite thing. It, it does not have to do with a spot per se. No, I'm talking about not the uh, wrestling spot as far as like the cameos, if you want to oh, say. That, that, exactly. That was my one favorite thing out of this whole goddamn thing. Ray Mysterio made his way from the gym and was trying to find the, crowd, the herd of men trying to make their way up to the top of the building to climb the ladder to get the briefcase. And he passed by the restroom to where there was one Bruce Pritchard, a.k.a. Hey, Brother, Brother Love. Love. In full Brother Love attire. You know, the white suit and everything, red. And freak, red, uh, red face and, paint. And he was like, I love you. And Ray replied, was, it, it killed me. I, I died inside. I laughed hilariously. And then, uh, you know, I rose back up to the occasion because I had Bluetooth. Even if you go to Bluetooth.com and you just random, you get your first order free, pay $5 shipping. But Ray's response was, I love you too, but um, I gotta go open this money in the bank. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and that was, if I remember correctly, that was the first of the first. cameos. Exactly. So as we're doing, so yeah, so then uh, Ray goes a different way. Then the women are running up the steps. You got Otis and uh, you got Otis and Black fighting in the elevator. Oscar somehow sneaks by all of them. So she, she's going, and then everybody's just fighting, running around, and then Brian starts hitting yes kicks on um, Corbin. And then Otis is sitting there chanting yes as he's kicking him. Then Brian all of a sudden looks at him, almost like a, what the hell are you doing? And just, just starts kicking him as well. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he, 
What was extra funny about that is, you know, the whole time he was kicking Corbin, he was sitting there saying, yes, yes. And then when Brian started kicking, he was falling down going, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so now. This whole thing has shenanigans written all over it. And that's kind of my pet word or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, now, we, it, we do not do it a service sitting here discussing it. Uh, no. I implore anybody that for, has for, to for it do legally or illegally. To watch this match just, just for the sheer spectacle that is of uh, money in the bank. Yes. Now, I, I, I guess the the I don't want to say purest in me, but uh, for whatever. Now, doing all this other time, a clown pokes his head up under the chair over a chair. With, we never see it again. With certain music, but. They were, I guess they were trying to imply it was doink, but it was just nothing like yeah. doink. That's what I thought too. <laughs> Shenanigans. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, then there was a whole bunch of stuff of, uh, uh, women and men, uh, let's say, women and men were all whatever, and then at some point, uh, Brooke hits, I think, Brooke hits Jax or something like that. But any, at, at any point, uh, oh, yeah, they were in a conference room now. The money at the bank conference. The women were in a conference room, and then, uh, like, Nia Jax laid out, uh, Shayna Baszler, and then, uh, I think it was Dana Brooke hit Nia Jax in the back with a chair, which, not for nothing, it shouldn't have laid her out like that. Well, it's unexpected is more impactful. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, you get uh, Dana Brooke climbing on the table, grabbing a clear briefcase full of money, and she believes oh, she won. In the bank, yeah. <laughs> so it's money in the briefcase. And then all of a sudden, uh, your second cameo, or I guess your third cameo, because no, I would say missed, uh... second. Because no longer night is floating around there. Because doink, I, I don't consider that doink. Yeah, I don't even count that. That was just so. That's weird. what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Your second cameo comes from Stephanie looking at Brooke and say, "What the hell are you doing in the conference room? The money in the bank conference room?" She's like, "The briefcase is on the roof." So I'm sitting there saying to myself, "I was like, even though I know it's not real money, I was like, if all of I this wanted to keep that one, if <laughs> all of this is money in this con in this." Briefcase, um, y'all can contract. I got one. I got the briefcase that I want full of money. Yeah. And then you know, out of nowhere, uh, uh, edited in type deal because it, it didn't look like she was even in the building and the audio was all jacked up and it, yeah, it was. Yeah, and then uh, Carmella hit Brooke in the head with a picture of herself. Mm-hmm. Then she uh. Backs out of the room, turns around, and takes one of those women's rights that uh, you so favorite from one of your favorite women wrestlers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you got uh, Styles looking for Ray again. Like I said, for for, for to me for non logical reasons. But then uh, he starts to attack a brick wall painting of Ray. <laughs> yeah, and then he has a PS PTSD. Yeah, yeah. In pictures of the Undertaker. And there's eerily enough inside the WWE headquarters uh, a, a black, dedicated to the Undertaker with a coffin in it. Yeah, it's it's a black light room with smoke pouring around in it with an 
with a with a coffin already in there. So uh, Adrian was like, "Nope, no way, no way, I'm out of here." Then Alistair Black throws him in, shuts the door, and we just hear AJ freaking out. Uh, let's see what's this now. Cameo number three uh, with Paul Heyman yeah. eating food. Well, I mean, like I said, well, you know, that was after you, right? So you're, you're on track. Never mind. Keep going. Paul Heyman. Oh, I also had to look. I, I, I can't remember all this other stuff. So, yeah. But but also, mainly I'm trying to recap, but also we can still discuss. But, yeah, so he's, like, eating food, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, everybody just groups all in front of the table. And then Otis starts a food fight and hits Aiming in the face what looks like a bowl of rice or something. Mm-hmm. And then they also have a food fight. Then you yeah. got men and women fighting together, which... Hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm... They got the worst of that. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying. I say, because, again, like I say, it's, it's, it's unusual times, because it's very rare that they have those... The, the men and the women fighting each other. NWA, except for the one time that they uh, had like everybody hit Nia Jax with something in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then um, so out of nowhere, Shayna Baszler uh, grabs Rey Mysterio in the headlock. And then. And which between? And, then, and yeah. And, what is Nia Jax? Because <laughs> it looks like Jax was about to try to splash Baszler supposedly, but then Oz was coming the other way. Shayna Baszler steps back and Ray just. Black in between Nia Jax and Otis, and he goes down. Yeah, and then um, shortly after the um, food fight dissipates, and Otis goes into another catering section and finds a pie. And it's it's very a mm, pie. Then all of a sudden, you then John Laurinaitis, and he says this one line of people power. Big Johnny, it's with the pie and people power. And it's then Otis turns around with. With John high power. Get um, a lot of credit because he is the originator of what everybody knows as the front face, whatever the, the technical name for it, but the Ace Crusher, which is Ace Crusher. famous by Randy Orton's arcade. The RKO. I forgot the technical name for it. It was like front face something. I forgot what the fuck it is. <laughs> but, yeah, so he, so... Big Johnny and People Power got hit with Pie Power from Otis. Mm-hmm. And all this was, oh yeah, also after uh, Nia Jax just basically wiped out Dana Brooke and Carmella with a choke slam and powerbomb, respectively. Uh, then uh, we have some random janitor cleaning floors. I wonder if it's the same guy who took the bottle away from Triple H during his roasting. When he was about to spit his water. <laughs> uh, if you actually seen that. I heard it. Uh, yeah, I say, uh-huh. I seen like a five to five minute clip on a WWE Fox YouTube channel. Uh, then Oscar runs up to him, screaming something in Japanese. Throws a mop at her people. Then they chase after her. Then they broke Pratt Falls. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. And then going back and forth it's, uh, again. Like I said, it it was enough that it kept my attention. I was like, "Ooh, what's gonna happen next?" 
Then you got uh, Dan Bryan and uh, AJ shows up for the fourth cameo of Vincent Kenny McMahon. Damn it! And uh, well, as we see, the uh, the rumors are true uh, that Vince actually has dinosaur bones in his office. If that was his actual office. Because he's that old. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, no, it, was not, it wasn't a dinosaur's bones, it was his bones. <laughs> and then uh, he just looks at him, yell, get out. And he ties his hands like everybody should be doing. Yeah, uh, but then, uh, wait, before they leave, they straighten his office back out. <laughs> then, yeah, he sanitizes his hands, and goes back and does whatever. And then AJ and Brian were talking about both of them being such wimps for count uh, bound down to Vince, and then they start beating each other up again. <laughs> uh, now, now we're finally at the roof. The upper room, the upper room, where Jesus. But yeah, the first people up there are the women. Yes. Uh, Oscar being pushed through the door, I believe, by Nia Jax, right? Uh, yeah. Well, the first person I see out the door is just uh, Oscar landing uh, out. And then I believe it was uh, Nia Jax and Lacey Evans. Yeah. Then they're all just fighting to try to get to the top. Corbin is the first guy up there. He's um, ascending the ladder. The same time as asking, and she kicks him off. For whatever reason, Corbin is telling her no because he thinks she's gonna win the male money in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. That was some real weird stuff. So there. yeah, so she smacks and kicks him off the ladder, mm-hmm. and then as uh, but the yeah, so as she's doing that, uh. Oscar winds up grabbing the white weave, weave case, which is the women's. Mm-hmm. And so she's the winner. Yay! And then uh, Otis finally makes his way up because everybody else was there. And then um, I'm, I'm guessing the joke is because he's a big boy, uh, he can't climb ladders. Because as soon as he takes a step on a ladder, it breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel your pain, Otis. <laughs> I believe that was just um, one of those things to where, like, you know, they made it, they gave me the illusion that he was didn't have a chance to get up there because of... Yeah. And then, um, and then the rumor that I heard were true, that somebody was going off the side of the building, and mm-hmm. the first one to go off the side of the building was Rey Mysterio. He mm-hmm. gets tossed off the side of the building, and, yeah, of course it's dark, and we didn't know how far that... How close the net was so he would land on it. <laughs> shortly thereafter, eliminated by uh, eliminated, well thrown over by the same person was Alistair well, Black. Was Alistair Black? Because that's what I'm sitting there saying. I say now, this isn't. Uh, I forget the exact year. Yeah, I know I could Google it, but right now I don't care about that much anyway. They, but they're not. The, they're not the giant being thrown off the top of what was it, Cobra Hall? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for uh, for him to only later come back that same night, so. Yeah. Then, uh, so two people actually got thrown off. Then now you got uh, Styles and 
Yeah, AJ and Corbin uh, scuffling over the briefcase on top of the ladder. Uh, Corbin gets uh, pushed down. Well, actually, no, he gets uh, he gets um, honky tonked, so to speak. Uh, Elias. Yeah. Elias, uh, hit him, uh, him, the him, him in the back with a with hit him in the back with the uh, get, with the guitar. Guitar. Now, it looks like as he was falling, he was grabbing the he had a firmer grasp on the briefcase than AJ did, but being that he fell, it fell out of his hands and right into Otis's hands. Otis's hands. Who is now the money in the bank briefcase holder for twenty twenty. And I have the firm belief that he will not successfully cash in and he will lose the briefcase in a match to somebody. Yeah, he, he's he's gonna lose it to Tucky. Ooh, that would be an interesting twist. <laughs> well, cause not for that, but Doing all this, when was the last? When is the last time you seen him? Um, he had a performance match, and hey. he had an outstanding performance. I mean, he, we got to see another how I was saying about Lince Dorado and yeah. um, Grandmaster Leek earlier. We got to see another side of Tucky, uh, Tucker, or whatever the fuck you call yeah, him. Yeah, Tucker. That we were never allowed to see because of his character, but under these circumstances, he was allowed to work, and he worked very well, and he could be a very viable singles competitor if given the opportunity to. And that's the only thing because uh, being at, at least with them they were put together as a tag team down in NXT and they were been together for a while. Mm-hmm. So if they split well it's as they most of the time now have tag teams do at least there's some bit of a story but now we got two tag team uh, people that are now one a singles champion and the mm-hmm. uh, money in the bank winner. Mm-hmm. Well, technically now she's she was they they both were money in the bank winners, but we'll get to that other champion thing in, in a bit. Yeah, I mean you can rook right into it a little bit <laughs> because I mean Raw wasn't nothing really spectacular. Mm-hmm. It was a kind of the same old song and dance. Yeah, but um. But so, so basically what I was wondering is, oh, so what's now what's going to happen to their tag team partners? Because also, but, yeah, so as we roll into it, the, I guess the, the main two things that I really only paid attention to happened in the first, like, five minutes. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie, I tuned out after that. Of Raw. <laughs> and, yeah. so, and, and the only reason I tuned into it is because I happened to see something on there and say, okay, well, because I... I still have it DVR'd, and if I care to watch it, I can go back and look at it. So I think I did that. So as far as for one on Monday Night Raw, uh, the man proves that she is still a woman. Yeah. Uh, as she is, she came out, dropped the belt, or at least no, she came out, opened up the Money in the Bank briefcase. And showed Oscar that she is now the new Raw Women's Champion because she has to drop the title because she is now pregnant. Yeah, she has the the seed of the Messiah inside of her. <laughs> so that's what, and that's I was, being, I was being funny with my wife or whatever because she was in the room when she made the announcement that she was pregnant and she was kind of shocked. And I was just like, "But who's the dad?" <laughs> You know, and I was just like, she didn't say who the daddy was. And, you know, I mean, we already know this because it's already been aired out online. 
they've had interactions to where oh, they yeah. acknowledge their relationship on TV, oh, on TV and in storylines. So. Yeah, in storylines. So yeah, we knew who it was, yeah. but also, uh, but um, so yeah, so she's gone for who knows how long. Yeah. But I guess the only other thing that I well, well, not, well, nine months plus whatever time that she wants to take away to baby the kid. Mm-hmm. So, so, whatever. but uh, when you bring one other thing that I did read about um, throughout Raw, uh, Shannon Baszler did say something almost to the kin of what you said. Yeah. To where she was like, um, uh, how stupid can you be to go and get knocked up when you're still a uh, champion and all this other stuff? And she's like, do you even know who the father is? And then they just ended it at that. Exactly. And Shayna Baszler is doing Shayna Baszler things. Yeah. I mean, that, I thought it was cool. No. It's, it's setting up something for whenever she does eventually return. Oh, what's that shit you was popping? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't beat you once. <laughs> mm-hmm. But by shenanigans, though, <laughs> it wasn't a decisive victory, and I I believe that if this hadn't happened, you know, and I'm not wishing ill or nothing like that. I'm just saying, you know, shit happens. If this hadn't happened, this uh, Becky shit would have circled back around the chain of baseline. I, I firmly believe that. Oh yeah. So, uh, but, but, I mean, pretty much it. I mean, uh, Ray almost got murdered again within three nights. <laughs> so he done got thrown off a roof. He done almost got his eye gouged out of his fucking head. And oh, yeah. That's, before then, right? Yeah. That's right. Where, um, where uh, Seth Rollins, I guess that's going to be his next program. Seth Rollins uh, basically rammed Ray's eye into the... Ring, the to the corner of the ring steps. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. and that now this is a bit, uh, I don't, not funny, haha, but the cinematic wrestling angles are more entertaining than just about any WWE film that I've seen. Yeah, and. <laughs> I, I was about to go somewhere with it, but you followed up by the WWE films, and I couldn't rebut any of that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's why I say, well, because, oh, I, but, yeah, because the, their, their cinematic, yes, the, their cinematic wrestling matches, yeah, are better than their cinematic, actual cinematic movies. I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, there was, I think there really only one that had the quote-unquote WWE film tag to it that I enjoyed. And if I remember correctly, they had something to... Hold on. Before I even say the name, let me just double-check. Um, I can name a couple. Um, The Rundown was a WWE film. Oh, it was? Yes, it was. It was in association with WWE. I don't think it was a... WWE had a film studio yet, but it was heavily WWE. It was Vince McMahon was the executive producer and all this other crap or whatever. So the rundown is one. Well, te- I mean, I mean, technically, if that's the case, you can always you can go all the way back to No Holds Barred. Well, yeah, there you go. Because Vince did that, but I, but as far I, as I, but I'm back then, <laughs> but back then it technically wasn't a WWE film, even though Vince wrote half of it on a quote unquote supposed. Coke bender and who knows? I don't know, but uh, 
And so um, also there is um, another film. It's a horror film. It has Brodus Clay in it, and it's called No One Lives. That was a oh, good yeah. film. That, yeah, because that one was good. But the one that I was thinking of, and yes, I just wanted to make sure, uh, Oculus. I've partially seen that, but yeah. It was it's uh, the production company was Blumhouse and WWE Studios. The condemn was okay. Seat the evil was okay. Um Well yeah, I guess yeah, well I'm guessing there is a bit more WWE films than I'm thinking of about. Yeah, yeah. And um that's all I can read. I'm not gonna lie, the Marine franchise. Eh, I, I you know, I'm not going to lie, I kind of enjoyed it because Ted DiBiase Jr. did a good job in part two. John Cena, that first movie was what it was. It, it kind of launched his career as far as movies go. And um, the ones, the sequels with the Miz, except for the last one with Becky Lynch and um, freaking Shawn Michaels, I, I liked them all. There's six of them in total. Okay, well, since since we're on this since we're on this little tag thing and uh, it, it still has to do with WWE, I guess, but uh, but before I I read this whole thing of so what were your thoughts on the 2020 Money in the Bank corporate ladder match or show show itself? Yeah. It was pretty good. I, I, you know we can always complain, but I, overall I thought it was good. <laughs> yes, I mean you could say it was cinematic as fuck, right? Yeah, I mean basically, if if the cinematic part of the Money in the Banks wasn't part of it, mm-hmm. it I probably would have been an another one of the unmemorable shows that we uh, we were talking about, where except for like a spot or two, without me being jarred my memory oh yeah that did happen is this probably would have happened i mean yeah i will i know that so some certain people had the matches and certain people won certain people lost but as far as for things that i could quote and remember and say oh yeah that did happen without you saying remember that happened on the thing pretty much all of that stuff happened in the money in the bank match correct also, on the side note again, WWE Studios, they also had a movie called Dead Man Down. That was a good movie. And uh, in Tall with The Rock, that was a WWE movie. And that's what I was about to get to because I just happened to see WWE Studios. I'll run through them real quick because... Uh, the Condemned was pretty good. But um, <laughs> it first started out, as far as of under WWE Studios, as far as for them, uh, their first one was technically The Scorpion King. Yes. So, okay, Scorpion King, Front Down, Walking Tall, See No Evil, The Marine, The Condemned, Behind Enemy Lines, Columbia, 12 Rounds, Marine 2, Legendary, Knucklehead, Chaperone. 12 Rounds 2. That's What I Am, Inside Out, and I don't believe it's that Inside Out, because this one starred Triple H, and it wasn't animated. Uh, The Reunion, Bending the Rules, The Day... Uh, Barricade, The Marine 3. There's going to be a lot of Marines on here repeated. Dead Man Down as you speak. Oh yeah, that one had uh, Wade Barrett in it and somebody else famous. And I'm trying to remember. Terrence Howard and, uh, yeah. from Terminator Salvation, which I can't remember his name. 
yeah. Um, feral, the feral guy. The uh, the call, if I remember correctly, the call had uh, Holly Berry in it. And David Otunga. Yeah, and uh, Otunga. That, yeah, I do now remember the No One Lives because it was Luke Evans. And at some point, he came out of the body of... Rollis Clay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I do remember that... Uh, and then um, fighting with my family. Queen of the it was Queens of the Ring. Uh, that looked like that was a. Uh, oh, it was released in France. It was straight to video. Uh, Twelve rounds two, as you said. Christmas bounty, Scooby Doo, WrestleMania mystery, Oculus, like I said, Road to Paloma, Leprechaun Origins. I never Look did see garbage. that. I never did see it. See no well, evil two. Jingle all the way to. Armed response with Wesley Snipes. Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown, Marine 4, Vendetta, 12 Rounds 3. Jeez, I didn't know there were two of them, let alone three. Yep, the third one was with Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose, yeah, I'm seeing that. Oh, well, was straight to video, so some of that stuff is probably why. The Condemned 2, uh, this one didn't have Austin in it, it was Orton. Santa's Little Helper, Countdown. Wait, wasn't that the one that had like uh no no, no. that was the one with the, you got the the clip of uh, Rusev holding the gun in his wrestling gear. Oh no, I'm thinking of the one that had like Becky Lynch a whole bunch. I'll come down to it anyway. Term Life, Scooby Doo, and WWE Curse of the Demons. There are also a lot of Scooby Doo WWE movies. Uh, Interrogation, Incarnate, Eliminators, Surfs Up to Wave of Mania, The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. The, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, the, I'm the good ones, so we good to go. Yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, we all went through all the good ones because the rest of them is Marine fighting with my family main event. But I'm trying to is there was wasn't it there one where Becky Lynch was like was that one of the Marines? Yeah, it was the Marines where yeah. Becky Lynch was like a fighter and I think Summer Ray or something. Yeah, the Marines. Yeah. Oh, all right, but yeah, so. Yeah, most of them, eh. <laughs> so out of how many we named, yeah, there's probably, what, like five? And then probably named like 20. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Although they got two coming up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I don't care. But I, I, I'm guessing one person, will they even announce it? Only reason I say that is because Becky Lynch is one, so she probably won't be on TV at the time, maybe. And the other one, I guess they erased his name for right now because he didn't want to wrestle at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. The ranks of Roman. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so that was our review of Money in the Bank and a really, really, really quick review of the first, like, 10 minutes or so of Raw. Mm-hmm. Which that was all that really mattered. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. So, do you want to give your plugs besides just the blue chew that if you use the code what? Random. You get free, free order. Shipping. You get free <laughs> ship. You get the free <laughs> order with five dollars shipping. Yeah, there you go. You got it right. <laughs> Free product, five dollars shipping. <laughs> but um, other than that, you can find other ways um to help support my sponsors on randomrob.com, which is my website. 
On that website, you will find all my social media and many different ways to help support the show via merchandise and other cool things. But um, if you don't even feel like going there, I'll give you my social medias, which you can follow me on Twitter at 3RShow. You can follow me on Instagram at The3RShow. And um, I think that's the ones that I use mainly. I got, I'm on Facebook, search the Random Rounds with Rob, and I've uh, recently made a journey into YouTube. So I've got some interviews up there and just some random videos and some old videos that I'm reposting. So check me out. And, well, you know where to find us. It's at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, just follow that. And hopefully sometime again in the future, we will have Rob along with us. Not just talking about the wrestling, but maybe even one of our commentary shows. We just have to wait till, for all of this quarantine stuff to get over with, even though technically we can do it over online, but... Even our own little group is quarantined away from each other. So, once we get all things situated, you might hear them again sometime down the line. You just gotta figure out when that is. Yeah, be patient and shit and wash your hands. And William, uh, this is another thing though, it's partially to it. Did you see the um that one article where in Mexico they're doing face masks based off of the wrestlers' actual masks? See, yes. <laughs> I want one or a couple, and I have not been able to find a way that they can send them to America yet. Yeah, WWE got some, but they coming out later on. Yeah, by the time they get them out, <laughs> we'll probably be mandated to where we don't have to wear masks anymore. Or you might be there by then. Uh, that too. Let's just look nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and stick yeah, good. Wash your hands. Yeah, I'm cashing in. <laughs> motherfucker. And I'm fading to black.